Thank you so much. Bill, thank you for putting that together. I don't know what my favorite one was. I, I, they were all my favorites. But if I had to pick, it was the O'Neills. <laughs> the only reason I say that is they're the only ones that mentioned me. <laughs> the child, the child shivers in the cold. I saw so thank you so much. <laughs> you take it where you can get it. That's all I can do. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> I'm putting this in the high view. Luke 2.10. The angels told the shepherds of the, the birth of Jesus, bring them joy. The angels said to them, do not be afraid to see. I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Great joy, it says. Not just average, common, everyday, run-of-the-mill joy, but great joy. The Greek word is mega, megas, where we get the word mega. So it's huge joy, tremendous joy, big joy. Does that describe you? Sometimes, maybe, maybe not. It depends. It should. We'll talk about that for a minute before we go further. Let's pray. Father, you've given us so many reasons to have joy in our life. And then there's other days where, well, things get to us. Help us to focus on the best thing, no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeannie showed me a video this week. They've captured what I hope is my soul on video. And I want you to see what I hope my soul looks like. He says this, 
to rejoice in the Lord most of the time. Doesn't say that, does it? Always. Again, I say rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 tells us that it's God's will that we are that way. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. To rejoice always. And we, we read that and we've heard that how many times and we think you've got to be kidding. Don't you know about who my neighbor is? You haven't thought about my boss? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he does. There are so many situations and circumstances and we can all stand and give testimony to the things that maybe try and rob us of our joy. But today, we need to focus on the main thing. You ever know something that made everything else okay? Think about going into your boss and the boss says you're fired and you say, well, it's no big deal because I won the lottery yesterday, $127 million. It, it, it kind of softens the blow. It's good to have a secret weapon a trump card, an ace in the hole, a get-out-of-jail-free card, something up your sleeve. It's good to have that immunity, if you will. And as Christians, we have that if we think about it. And here's the key. The key is our joy should come from our salvation. Not anyone, not anything, not any circumstance other than our salvation. 1 Peter chapter 1 says this. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to God's chosen people who live as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And before we go any further, you need to know this. When the city of Rome burned, Nero, you remember that, 64 July of 64 A.D., most people now think that Nero set the fire himself because he loved to build things and he ran out of room and so to make Rome what he envisioned, he set it on fire to start over. Well, the Romans were devastated from the fire. Their culture, in a sense, went down to the city. All their religious shrines and even their household idols were burned up and it complicated their thinking because they thought, well, our gods aren't able to deal with this. And they were messed up and victims. And they were homeless and they were hopeless. Many were killed. and There was a lot of resentment. And so Nero realized that he needed to redirect the hostility. Remember who he blamed? Those Christians. They did. And can you imagine how Rome turned on the Christian people? And that's why they had to flee and go away. And that's why 1 Peter begins saying to those living as foreigners in exile in Pontus and Galatia and Cappadocia and Asia and in the they could get out of Dodge. And so these people who had to pick up and go and maybe didn't take a thing with them and maybe had loved ones killed because they were Christians, these people were all spread out. And Peter continues in his writing. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and His Spirit has made you whole. 
As a result, you've obeyed Him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's by His great mercy that we've been born again because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. We have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. You see what Peter's doing? He's talking about the eternal, not the stuff around And through your faith, God is protecting you by His power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed in the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure all this stuff, many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tested and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than your gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it'll bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And to this group that he's trying to encourage and he's reminding them of their salvation and what God has done, he closes with this in verse 8. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Joy comes when we forget our present circumstances and concentrate on our destination. Merry Christmas. I hope you have joy always. My favorite card this year is from my, and every year for the past five or so, is from my cousin Carrie. Carrie and her son Coleman and her daughter Preston. Her husband, Bobby, is missing because he died in July of 2012. Coleman was about to turn two, and Presley was about to start kindergarten, and Daddy's gone. And every year we get a card from Carrie and the kids, and I want to read you the verse on the back. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. It's about looking forward. Not at circumstances. Not backwards. But forward. And no matter what we are going when we think of our salvation and realize our reward, <clears throat> nothing else matters. Merry Christmas. May you focus on what really matters.
of our dear Thank you.